When you find it, you make something great, you put it in the sandwich. When it works out, it works out. And there's always ways. I think I think that's what good being a chef because you can be creative. There's no right or wrong. The idea of authenticity is one of the most interesting conversations in food at the moment and particularly in Australia where we have people whose heritage spans the globe. Uh, At the risk of of quoting myself, I was reading a review that I wrote of the chef's table at Kasume a few years ago because I've recently eaten at Sushi On, a great sushi restaurant from a chef that has spent a lot of time at Kasume. And I was grappling with it there some years ago and asking myself, like, what is the point of recreating one place in another? Surely Australia's culinary energy comes in large part from contextual rethinks and getting on this culinary high wire can mean there's a can show a deep respect for tradition while broadening what's possible with Australian produce in an Australian setting. The results can often be exhilarating. Uh, so we're speaking today to Barry Sasanto, who is the co-owner of Warcop, an awesome Indonesian-inspired sandwich place in Melbourne. Barry, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hey, Danny, how are you? I'm really good. Uh, yeah, so great to have you on the show and um, thanks for the great sandwiches. Uh, tell me what, from your perspective, like what inspired you to do your Indonesian-inspired sandwich place in, in Richmond? Um, so, I mean, as, as we know, we've been through so many lockdowns during the pandemic and stuff. Um, and during those times, um, well, like most restaurants do, I was at Restaurant Navi in Yarraville and... Um, we do what we do is basically takeaways, and I mean we're probably working less hours than we normally would, even though it's harder doing takeaway than actually serving people in the in the restaurant um, at that time. And um, but we have a lot of free time, so I thought, oh, what can I do with myself with this whole free time, which normally I don't have working in the as a chefs in the um, fine dining restaurants before, and um. So I thought, all right, well, I like, well, obviously, I'm, I, lo- I love Indonesian food because my background is Indonesia. I lived there for 18 years. And um, I thought, um, what can I combine between Indonesian food and what people can eat in Australia every day? So why don't we put put it in between bread? So I did, well, I, I have a great, uh, colleagues, friends, and more like family at Navi for me, and they're willing to be the basically the lab rat for me. So <laughs> um, I tested out. Uh, I make I make some stuff. It's more I wouldn't say it's authentic Indonesian, but it's more so my take on Indonesian um, flavors that I know that I grew up with that I'm so close with, and um, yeah, and and they they seems to love it so. Everyone was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it could be, um, could be something, something good. Um, so you could, you could start something good here." So I was like, "All right, yeah, maybe, maybe it's the right time after this pandemic and stuff." And I think it was um, this um, December when we sort of come out of a lockdown, and then I go, "Yeah, maybe I've, I've, I've I started small. I, I tried to find something small." Um, sort of in a city where I can afford it and then um, I opened an Indonesian sandwich shop because I reckon people will love it. So, yeah, we did that. We thought um, COVID is done 
and um, we get really good feedback. Everyone love it. It's something new um, to the market as well, to to the audience. Um, I know there's a lot of great sandwich flies in Melbourne. I thought um, I had another one to the list. Um, yeah, but we we start off really strong, and then three weeks in, um, it was we went in we went back into lockdown. Um, so that was that was a very a very one of the scariest time in my life. I feel like because um, I don't really have anyone here other than my wife now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to go for. I can't, I can't really talk to anyone. Lucky I have, again, I have friends, um, in the industry that I can talk to, um, exchange some ideas of it. So I thought, oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Because also when we started in the business plan, we sort of thinking, um, well, we, we always ever thought what happened if we go back to lockdown. That's why, that's why we chose the Richmond um, place where we are where we are currently because um, it's quite small. It's quite easy to turn it into takeaways again. So yeah, I mean it was it was a very scary day. I, t- I still remember until now. And then, um, but as the lockdown happens, it's actually all right because the community. In Melbourne is very strong. They're very supportive, and um, yeah, I was. Uh, um, it didn't really affect us that much, and um, it's actually kind of good in a way because people that used to go to the office and now they're staying at home. The only reason to go out is either exercise or um, buying some food, takeaway food, and then so they they I think they they search us a little bit more. That's where we get a lot more. Um, engagement with our um, well, most of them probably now more like a loyal customer than anything else. So it's kind of good in a way, but it was a very scary start at the at the beginning. Certainly, a really difficult way to kick off your business, and it's great to hear that you'd already created such a buzz about what you were doing that people supported you through those times. But Barry, tell us more about the sandwiches because you know from other conversations with you, I, I feel like you you thought Indonesian food was you you knew how diverse it was, how interesting it was, but that you didn't see it represented that way in Melbourne, and then you know you thought well surely if it's in a sandwich people are going to go for it is that sort of how it worked out yeah 100 percent. i mean look um it's it's different country different sort of um food that they eat and i mean there's there's so many flavors in indonesia that i don't think hasn't been touched at all um in australia and i mean a lot of the common places that people know probably bali jakarta and uh, maybe Padang, but that's that's about it. But there's there's it's it's so many different stuff because um, it's so diverse with languages, with ingredients, with food. You go to different city to have their own food. So it's I don't I haven't actually cover up. Uh, I mean I haven't actually find them all. Like I haven't really have a chance to travel them all. But um, the places that I've been, I always try. That's I think food is the most important thing for me when I'm traveling. I always try. All right, what's the what's the what what's the ingredients? What the main main ingredients and what's their food that what they eat every day? And um, from my knowledge, and then 
because I mean I've been I've been a chef for the past thirteen years in Melbourne and it's combined with the knowledge and experience that I have. I thought let's 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 introduce this flavors into into a sandwich where it's the way basically the way Australian eat that they can eat every day. So yeah, I put up I, I I, I take on I use I use my knowledge um, from the flavors. I try to find the ingredients. It could be challenging at times over here because you 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 can't always get everything that you want it. Or sometimes it's a little bit more expensive. But when you find it, you make something great. You put it in the sandwich, and it's it, when it works out. It works out. I don't I don't. I'm not saying it always works out, but there's always ways. I think I think that's what good being. Um, being a chef because you can be creative. There's no right or wrong. It's always, if it's tasty, it's good, full of texture. People will eat it. People will like it. And yeah, I mean, um, so far so good. Um, all all the Australians that that been eating, even I mean, the good the good thing about Melbourne is um, it's so diverse and people welcome you very well. So they're willing to try something new. So when you give them something new they go oh yeah i might give it a go and most of the time well because you know you wouldn't give someone something bad so <laughs> <laughs> and well you already you already have like 10 times before you give it to the, to your customers so, um and yeah i mean they, they love it and um it keeps me going to make more sandwiches to make something new if you i mean if you see our instagram we try to do specials every week where a small like pushing boundaries where what we can do with 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 the actual the traditional dishes from Indonesia and then we turn it into a sandwich. Give us a few examples, Barry. Like you know, take it. Um, give, yeah, talk us through a couple of um, the sandwiches that you think really speak to the project project at Walk Up. Well, there's there's a couple of things. There's um there's probably a few, but I think the most popular one probably. Um, our fried chicken sandwich. So, uh, I mean, people that know um, that been to Indonesia or eat Indonesian food, we always sort of have this sort of yellow turmeric um, chicken thing, um, where you boil you 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 marinate it in the in the turmeric mix and then you boil it, and then you deep fry it so it's like the skin crispy and then but still juicy in the inside. It's like on the bone, but it's honestly I almost eat that almost every day when I growing up so it's very close to my heart and then I thought well how do I turn this into a sandwich so what I did I I get it um, well it's a chicken thigh fillet butterfly because I mean I think people love schnitzels over here people love fried chicken over here and then yeah, butterfly. I'm, um, I brown it. I marinate it in the tum- in the same turmeric mix that I would normally do if I do the turmeric um, fried chicken back home. And then um, you brown it for overnight. You crumb it with the panko crumbs, and then you just fry it. And then, I mean, that's that's your that's your basically the Aussie way of the turmeric fried chicken that we have. And then. Yeah, I mean, with the with the experience that I have, I always like about you know balance of the flavors, textures. So we have some kohlrabi pickles there. Um, we put some sort of like a, a spicy 
spicy um, uh, sauce in there as well. And then we have some lettuce. We have some pickles in there. So it's all balanced, crunchy, and then a little bit acidic. And people would love it, honestly. That's like crazy. Um, so delicious. And, I mean, how do you decide which bread is going to work for these dishes? Um, I... I always sort of picture it in my head because there's so many breads that we can use, especially where we are here in Melbourne. You have so many great breads. I mean, I sort of condense it down to a few and then maybe I try three different three, three different ones, see it works out better. And then, yeah, I mean, I eat a lot of sandwiches to make sure it's good because some, I mean, if it's, if it's, I don't like if it's only, I mean, for me, good enough is not good enough. It has to be amazing, has to be perfect to go out. I think one of the ones that surprised me the most was the Gado Gado sandwich. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people actually surprised with it. Um, even even a lot of Indonesian go like, oh, Gado Gado in the bread. I was like, yeah, you should try it. It's amazing. And it's, it's, it's also vegan. So... It's great for everyone. So, yeah, I mean, what do we Indonesian customers think about what you're doing? Um, they, well, they, every time they come in, they go like, oh, Wakop. Because Wakop is sort of like a, uh, like a street style coffee stall that you find it every 10 minutes, especially in Java. You, you find it everywhere. But that's where you always go to your locals. So, it's 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 always interest Indonesian people when they walk past they go oh yeah wake up so I, they go in they expect to be like some sort of instant noodle instant coffee because that's what we do back home for wake up but they're like oh you're doing sandwiches I was like yeah sandwiches and coffee like a real coffee not instant coffee because we're using um, Duke's coffee which is fully organic as well um, yeah we, I mean and and they, and they're willing to try it. Um, they go, yeah, I have a go in the breads. Here we go. It's it's quite it's very interesting. And then every time they try, it, it's always like, oh, I can eat this every day. It's like it's 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 different form, but it's I I know the flavors, so I can eat this every day. Which is that I mean that kind of stuff that rewarding for me and keeps me going every day. I mean, a lot of people, you know, come to Australia from other places and they find here when they're cooking that, that there's, there's a freedom here, even though, as you say, it can be hard to get some of the ingredients. But that in terms of creativity, this is a really great forum to express yourself. Is, is, have you found that? 100%. I found it. I found it. Melbourne's amazing because, I mean... It's it's so so many people from different countries, so many um, people moving in this country and then bringing bringing sort of their background with them, which is which is which is I find it very 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 amazing because like um, I I'm gonna tell you my personal story. I moved here about I think it was like 2010, and then um, I I barely speak English. I don't really, I don't even speak English that much. So I thought, all right, I'll try to study cooking here. And then I tried to cook my way here, see see where I'm at. I did that and then I couldn't speak anything. Um, it took me about six months to for me to start saying things um, in English. So it was very hard, but I feel like people are always welcoming. 
they they always trying to help me, especially in the kitchen as well, because you spend a lot of time with them. You spend so many hours almost every day. You you see them like your family because you see them more often than the one at your house. So you know they and then they they're always willing to help you and um that's especially when you for example like when you do stuff meal everyone doing their own thing because like I'm Indonesian I always try to cook Indonesian food and then there's this Nepali try to cook Nepali food Indian guy try to cook Indian food and it's always interesting because you can always learn with you know from their food without going to their country which I found it amazing because um yeah it's you can you can learn a lot about people through food that's what I found it amazing and Melbourne always give you allow you to do that and Melbourne always it's very welcoming to any food and they're willing to try it I think that's why that's why there's we have so many different type of food in Melbourne you can literally find anything in Melbourne yeah and I guess you can find you know the Australian version of various Indonesian cuisines or the Australian version of um yeah, of sushi, like it can be really quite um, detailed and rigorous, but it's um, but it's its own thing. I think it's it's so fascinating. Um, I mean, I, I, Navi is a small fine dining restaurant in the inner western suburbs of Melbourne. Chef Julian Hills is one of you know you know the, the best chefs in town. Uh, I'd love you to talk about what you learned from that fine dining experience and how you've been able to translate it into sandwiches. Um, look, um, Julian is great. He's, well, he won Chef of the Year, obviously. Indeed he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that speaks for everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's still a very close friend to me, um, to me as well, um, which I've... I'm very happy with. Uh, I can always um, talk to him about anything, and he always, it's all, he's always be there for me. And I mean, um, he's, he's. Um, I mean, fine dining is, is is a good thing to have in your experience in your CV. I think it's more because the training, the intensity, it keeps you keeps you thinking about um, being precise being consistent because I think that's the di- that's the difference between um, like, uh, like good food and great food because I think that's the consistency is the hardest because with fine dining you know because people spend a little bit more in fine dining so they normally they expect a little bit more on everything when you, you know, better experience, better everything, better food when you go to find any restaurant. Um, just because it's, yeah, I mean, they 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 live it more expensive than normal food that you have every day. And I mean, um, to be chefs in a fine dining restaurant, I mean, uh, I was Julian sous chef for three years. And then that, that helps me being consistent every day because you have to be precise every day on what you do because you want your customers to come back having the same experience or better, you know. You, you can't have to let your guard off and and having an off day. You, you couldn't have that in fine dining and um, people always sort of looking 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 at to you and then go and then just looking at your work all the time so I think people a little bit more judgmental t- 
towards um, fine dining restaurant, which I mean, each of their own. Um, and yeah, I mean, training in fine dining, it's makes you makes you better. Like it, I find it's quite essential experience to have if you want to be great chefs. Um, yes, yeah, and I mean, with with where where I was at Navi. It's very small space. It was like 25 series. So it's like I can learn a lot from Julian next to Julian. And then, yeah, and I get a lot from him. And he always, he always, yeah, he's 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 the most perfectionist mate, um, chefs I ever met and I ever worked with. And then that helped me, um, helped me until today to become consistent every day. Having, you know, um doesn't matter who's the customer is doesn't matter who walked through that door um especially as a business owner you always got to give your best you got to give your best product to them you know if if there's no oh this is not bad so you send it no it has to be amazing then you send it. it has to be perfect i think that's what that's what fine dining teaches you fine dining yeah yeah, interesting. And I mean, Walkop is even smaller than Navi. It's a very small place, just a few seats. Um, but it's very, it's everything's very done very thoughtfully there. Like it's a really nice, bright design. Um, it's in a little back street. I think it's a really, you really feel like you've stumbled on um, something special when you get there. Um, Barry, you know, we've talked a lot about the food side of things, but what about the business i mean going into business for yourself is um you know a huge step and you know obviously you had to get through the lockdowns and stuff but uh, you know a couple of years on how how is that side of it going for you is it is it very stressful is is it smooth like how are you going um it's lots of up and down especially um as a first business owner um but yeah, I mean, you learn, you never stop learning. Um, it's always something new come up. It's either a problem or a reward. It doesn't matter, but it's always something new that you can learn that always good for your knowledge, for the future reference. Um, I mean, I'm very lucky to have Erwin as my um, business partner as well. He's um, he, he does a lot as well in the business. He... He basically put everything in the business as much as me, and um, I mean, we. This is our first, 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 first business together, and um, this is our yeah. And we started really small. Uh, as as I mentioned it a little bit earlier, before we went through lockdown after three weeks reopened, it was hard for the both of us. But then, um, yeah, because of the full support of the community, we come back up, and then. Um, it's it's great um, from there it's, and then it's more about because you always want to be better so it's more about oh, how to make ourselves better now so it's just constant it's 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 very it's very stressful but um, you enjoying it a lot I think because I mean everyone say if you own your own business it's nice you can do whatever you want but it's not. It's not really the case. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's, I'm more stressful than i ever was. So, <laughs> because yeah, some people might think, oh, you've you've left fine dining with all those pressures. Um, you're not doing nights. Um, you must be just yeah crazy. But it's not really like that, hey. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's it's quite stressful because um, as a business owner, other than the cooking part, 
it's just your brain just not not really stopping really even even if you're sitting down you don't really stop you know you eat somewhere you start looking at their design you start looking at their how do they how do they do take the orders or service wise and how do they run their food and all that sort of stuff it's just you know it's always going through your mind um, because it could be better for your business and you could implement that to your business and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to miss anything yeah exactly so I mean that's what I said that's why I mean like uh, by not you'd never stop learning when you own a business because you always want to improving you never really satisfied just like I think just like any other human you just never plays with anything <laughs> you always you always want something that you don't have <laughs> so are you glad you've done it um yes yes very much so I never regret Awesome. Any of this. I mean, um, it's very, it was very hard for me to leave Navi because I had my best time over there. But then this is also amazing. This is another step in my career that I had, I feel like I had to take. And then I feel like I take the right step um, to open this um, little sandwich shop in Richmond with Irwin as well. Yeah. Yeah, good on you. So, Barry, I understand you're going to give us a scoop on some walk-up news here on Dirty Linen today. Yeah, I mean, um, I have we have a great news that we can share with everyone um, because we're opening our second store. Um, don't worry, our loyal customer, because the Richmond one's still going to be there. We're not moving. We're opening a second store because when I sort of tell people, people go, Oh, so you're moving. You're going to leave us. No, 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 it's fine. We're, st- we, we're going to run the two shops. That's fine. So no need to worry about it. Um, but it will be um, the location. No one knows the location yet, so I'm going to reveal it now. It's it's in, um, it's on Little Collins, so in the Ooh. one. Yeah, one Little Collins. It's actually in the city, um, number 13. So, uh, congratulations. Thank that you very is much. so good. So, so. Exactly where is it? Is that the top end of Little Collins? Yes, it's um, it's sort of spring and Little Collins. That's amazing. And, I mean, congratulations. That is so exciting. And, you know, I mean, I love it for you guys because obviously you like uh, stretching yourself and, you know, taking the next step, which is which is really, yeah, really, uh, I'm, you know, really stoked for you. But I think it's also so nice to put that vote of confidence into the city, um, which has definitely, you know, had its struggles and especially during the day. So, I mean, tell me about, you know, why you've done that. Do you feel optimistic about the CBD? I mean, I mean, um, we feel like, um, especially the CBD been through a lot um, in the past three years. And when we see people start coming back to the city, um, to the CBD, you know, doing their own stuff again. People start going back to work and, you know, they do their own shopping. They start hang out in the city again. So people, um, Melbourne City start to come up, you know, come up alive again. Feels like, oh, it's start to, start to be, start to be back to like where it was before, which is, I found it very amazing. It's great. It's amazing to see. And um, I feel like, why don't we open the city and then, you know, we just, we do our bit, so we can, we can, we can make the city, um, um, you know, alive again. And then, yeah, we do what we do, um, yeah. And we, 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 we chose um, the city because we sort of feels like we want to contribute 
to the to Melbourne people for what we've been through in the past three years, and I'm very very stoked and excited um, about this place. And yeah, it's um, I can I can already see what we're going to do, and it's my mind already start going wild about this place. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm so I'm so moved by that commitment, and you know this this sense that you're giving. You know, it's um it's not just about starting another business there's more to it than that it's really it's really beautiful Barry I love it thank you thank you and um I mean we also choose the city because we want to because obviously a lot of tourists go to the city more often than um anywhere else so it feels like we've we want to give that feels that um diversity of Melbourne you know but where you can literally do anything that you want and people still gonna love it as long as it's good, the people are gonna receive it and and be 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 very happy with it. So you know, like for for all this, um, the people that start moving to Melbourne, you know, for whatever reason, working studies or yeah, whatever reason. And I mean, we just sort of want to show also to them that don't you know, don't be scared, don't be nervous. And then like like I said before, I couldn't speak English thirteen years ago. Now I can have my second store in the Melbourne CBD. Who would have thought? I can't even imagine that in a million years, you know. And you're rocking it on a podcast in English too. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was very nervous, but then I, I was like, no, I can speak English. It's fine. But, <laughs> well, yeah, bloody oath you can. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's 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 been it's been a great journey in Melbourne, and then it's like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to let people know that you know whoever you are wherever you come from it's 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 fun you'll be fine you the city is amazing for especially for um like immigrants like like me like myself that's so good what does your family back home think about what you're doing barry um they they they're very supportive of of me opening you know become a chefs and everything they always um they always like what I'm doing and then like um, my mom's here at the moment for because I was like um, just coming for two weeks she was like no she was like no no, no I just I want to go for a whole month I was like all right but I have to work and then she was like okay that's fine I just go to your work every day so she literally goes to work up every day for well she's, she's going home tomorrow but until today she's still going to work up Wow, have you got some good ideas from her about new sandwiches? Yeah, I mean, she, she because she she well obviously because she always come to work up every day. She comes home with me, so she would took train and then she go home with me um, in the car. And then she was like, "Why don't you do this sandwich? Why don't we do this sandwich?" You know, she get all excited about it. So yeah, and then it's it's kind of like as that was the first time since I owned a business. Um, I met my family again, and then, um, and then it's it's very, very, very amazing to see my mum that excited about a sandwich because we don't really eat a sandwich over there in in Jakarta. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She must be so proud of you, and. Um yeah, it's really interesting. It's the magic of Melbourne. As soon as uh, someone comes here, their mind is open to new culinary adventures. Yeah, hundred percent. Barry, so good to talk to you. When is the new business going to open? Um, we aiming for um, after the Easter break. So we 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 thought 
um, we get it done all the, you know, the long sort of few days hol- uh, public holidays. And then after that, we 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 open with a bag and then we we staying open and then yeah people can enjoy us more love it yeah um congratulations and thank you so much with sharing us today congrats to you and owen for what you're creating um and yeah this great gift to melbourne thank you no, thank you very much it's been my pleasure this is dirty linen and i'm danny valent We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.